Do you ever wonder why the left is always trying to change things to the extreme? I do. And this is something that's been bothering me for a long time, so I decided I'm going to talk about it today. Uh, yeah, there's been things that have happened, but yeah, today, but you know, this is something we need to talk about. Um, let's talk about elections and why the left feels the need to change the way that we've been voting for the last 250 years. This is Gene. You're listening to Dumbasses Talking Politics. <laughs> Hey, hey, this is Gene. And so, hey, this is going to be a little different today. And because I'm emotional about this subject. And I decided I was going to write this big, long blog post about it. And then basically use the blog post as my as my podcast. But I decided I'm against that. I'm just going to sit there and talk off the cuff. And the reason I'm really passionate about this is because I think our country is changing. And I think it's changing for the worse. I, I, I really am afraid about this. And I'm afraid of the next election. I was afraid of the last election. But I think things are getting worse. So let's take a look at some things that are actually happening in this country. It's not ham and it's not happening in tyrannical countries like the Soviet Union, Russia, China, uh, Nigeria, any of those countries. It's happening here. And there's just very little talk about it. And one of the things people are not talking about is the conglomeration of crap that is happening. It's not one or two stories. See, here's the problem with the news. And Fox News is guilty of this. And I listen to Fox News. And I think Fox News, honestly, this is one of the reasons why I subscribe to uh, The Daily Wire. Fox News is not exactly the best source of news. They're opinionated and they've got really kind of Tucker Carlson versus Sean Hannity versus Laura Ingram. They're all kind of all over the map. They're conservative. Tucker Carlson is the more moderate, but his stuff is really conspiracy theory based and I can't stand it. But no one is talking about this stuff and I'm going to bring it all to you right now. So first things first, let me introduce this with some news stories. According to Fox News, quote, South Carolina election ballots reportedly ended up in Maryland this week after mail-in voting for the Palmetto State's June 9th primary has already begun, according to local news. South Carolina election officials may cut ties with a company they used, Minnesota printer Sea change Minnesota. Hmm. Over the mix-up, after about 20 Charleston County absentee ballots were found outside the state, the report says. Election officials say this isn't the first absentee ballot issue they've had with the company, which prints and mails ballots for about 13 Carolina states. That's not it. According to Daily Wire, and I quote, United States Attorney William M. McCain McSwain announced on Thursday that Dominic J. DeMuro, a judge of elections in Philadelphia, has been charged with and pleaded guilty to stuffing ballot boxes over the course of several years with fraudulent votes for Democratic candidates 
in a federal, state, and local elections. If you go to dumbassesdocinpolitics.com, you can go to the link, you can read the entire story, and actually I posted a lot more of the comments than this, but I think you get I think you get the hint. According to heritage.com, there have been almost 1300 criminal voter fraud convictions in the United States. The number is growing, and it's going to continue to grow if Democrats have their way. Democrats have always complained about voter fraud when elections went against them. They did this with Bush. They did this when Schwarzenegger won in California. They do this all the time. Look at Stacey Abrams of Georgia. She lost an election by over 50,000 votes. Essentially, she got killed by now Governor Brian Kemp. And she's still screaming about fraud two years after the election. And because of this, she thinks that her victimhood at losing an election that she got murdered in qualifies her to be Vice President of the United States. And she's running for it. As a matter of fact, she's sitting back and saying that her loss in Georgia is the reason she should be vice president. California, through manipulation, which we'll talk about later, does not have any Republican districts. That's right. Riverside County, Kern County, San Bernardino County, San Diego County are all red counties by population. But they're blue as far as their leadership goes. The last Republican was Arnold Schwarzenegger. Last Republican governor was Arnold Schwarzenegger. And he won because there was an emergency election because that idiot Gray was actually thrown out of office and the Democrats didn't have time to cheat. Now, that may sound like conspiracy theory. That's not conspiracy theory. That's what's happening in California. And by the way, when are we going to sit back and stop making things that are not conspiracies into conspiracies? If there's enough proof, and there's definitely enough proof in California, why can't we just start saying, okay, maybe we need to fix the system? Or maybe we should leave the system alone because it was working for 250 years. The time where election fraud happens in other countries like Russia and China are over. They're happening here. And this is not a conspiracy. And Democrats want to change the way we have been voting. They want to change the voting system from the way it's been going successfully for the last 250 years. And how do we know it's been successful? Because there's really been only one person that has won an election in one party for more than 12 years. That's Roosevelt, where he was president for, would have been president for 16 years. Outside of that, typically a president from one party wins for two terms. Then maybe another candidate from that same party wins for a four-year term, for a four-year term, and that's it. And then the other party takes over. It's just not, it's always worked. But folks, watch, listen, listen to the news, read the news. 
Think about it. Learn. Our system is changing in front of our eyes. And it's been happening for the last 10 years. Now, what I want to talk about is the different ways that the system is being changed. And the system is not being changed by Democrats, uh, by Republicans. The system is being changed by Democrats. Let's get into that. The first area, we're going to talk a lot about California. I'm from California. I don't even see the purpose of voting in California. And I tell you what, if if, uh, Gavin Newsom has a way, I do not see the reason for voting in California this election in 2020. I will. And I will show up to vote. I will not take an absentee ballot or a mail-in ballot. I will actually show up to vote. And I'm not even sure that matters. So let's take let's take a look at all this. And then you tell me. You Put something in the comments. Comment on my website. Do whatever you want to do. You tell me if this is a conspiracy or if we're actually looking at attempts at voter fraud. Ballot harvesting. This is done in California. It's a common trait in California. And ballot harvesting, or it's also called vote harvesting, that should scare you right off the bat, is the collecting and submitting of absentee or mail-in voter ballots by volunteers or workers. It occurs in some areas of the United States, specifically California, where voting by mail is common but is illegal in some other states. It's illegal because the harvesters are in question. The practice has been credited with changing the outcome of, outcomes of certain elections. That's from Wikipedia. Now, I do, have a, um, I do have a link on my website at dumbassestalkingpolitics.com from the Orange County Register talking about how California has basically changed elections with ballot harvesting. Now, remember I told you that South Carolina, for some reason, a bunch of their ballots ended up in in, uh, Maryland. That's part of ballot harvesting. Ballot harvesters, the people that actually go out and collect the ballots from homes. And the idea is, let's just say you send me a ballot, I don't feel like voting. I will actually fill in my ballot, but I'll never mail it. A ballot harvester comes. The ballot harvester already knows your political affiliation. The ballot (coughs) (coughs) harvester can actually open your ballot and look at it. This is the problem with ballot harvesting. Is that you don't know who's taking your ballot and you don't know what's happening to your ballot. This is a constant thing in California. And this is why a lot of conservative counties, Orange County, Riverside County, San Bernardino County, Kern County, San Diego County, are complaining about the corrupted elections because ballot harvesting is allowed to continue. Because not only do the harvesters, which are Democrat, go out and find Democrat voters and collect their ballots. They collect the ballots of the Republicans too. And there is enough evidence that shows that those ballots never seem to make it to count. Why else would San Diego County or Orange County vote a Democrat? It's disgusting. 
But like ballot harvesting, the new push by Democrats is mail-in ballots, which couldn't be any more corrupt. Mail-in ballots is when a ballot is sent to an individual or not sent, depending, and that individual fills that out and the ballot gets sent via mail or harvester to be counted. Here's the problem. You never know if it gets to where it's supposed to go. You never know if that mail is actually going to process the ballot for the person who's assuming it's going to be processed. Why do you think states like Michigan, California, Illinois, New York, they all want mail-in ballots and they're using the COVID-19 as a reason they should be legalizing mail-in ballots? This is stupid. Absentee, and this is a little different than absentee ballots where you really can't go anywhere or you're in a war zone and you can't vote. This is an absentee ballot. But the reality is they're having problems with absentee ballots too. Now you want the entire country to mail in? And we've already seen it's corrupt? It flat out doesn't work. It's terrible. These are the two options that the Democrats are throwing out to the world right now. Mail-in ballots and ballot harvesting. Now, the only thing you're hearing on the news, which I think is disgusting, Fox News is also guilty of it. Daily Wire is also guilty of it. Is when you have mail-in ballots, you also have ballot harvesting. Because people don't want to walk or they can't even find a mailbox. So, oh, hey, I'll pick up your I'll pick up your your vote, your uh, uh, your um, vote. And people say, sure, it's convenient, blah, blah, blah. We've become such a convenient culture, convenience culture. We don't think that this is not a good thing. This is a bad thing. And then we wonder why California of all states, New York, too, of all states are Democrat. I don't want to hear Stacey Abrams. We've got pl plenty of states that have a ton of conservative people and yet no Republicans, no conservatives in government. It looks kind of creepy. But here's the thing. It's not just these two. These two are the ones that people are collecting. But the Democrats want real change everywhere. And all this, we have to see all this. Let's take a look at some of the other stupid options that have been here for 250 years that they want to actually implement. So the second thing the Democrats really looking to get rid of uh, is the Electoral College. Now, the Electoral College was created by the Founding Fathers so that every state would have a say in a national election, no matter the population of that state. As I said before, a national election is not one election, by, but it is 50 state elections. If we did not have the Electoral College, states like California, New York, would be determining the elections. Specifically, cities like Los Angeles and New York City. It would not be, your candidates would never visit states like Wisconsin, Iowa, Nebraska. It wouldn't make any difference. Smaller states would have absolutely no say. And that would basically discourage people from voting 
and the politicians would have nothing to do with those states. They'd only be in the big cities. Democrats hate the Electoral College because they are popular, because Democrats are popular in big cities, which usually leads to a victory by popular vote, vote, which means really nothing to us. The popular vote does not get you to be a president. Hillary Clinton won the popular vote by 2 million votes in 2016 over Trump, but lost the Electoral College, and she's still whining about it. But if California was removed from the election, she would have gotten absolutely killed in the popular vote too. Not even New York. If she, if they had removed, I'll give you a step further. If they had removed Los Angeles and New York City, she would have gotten killed in the popular vote. So you've got two cities of 15 million people determining the election? That's a problem, and that's what the Founding Fathers wanted to get rid of. Now, it's not that common. I think George Bush lost the popular vote um, to Al Gore back in 2000, but won the Electoral College. But the idea is other states need to have reasons to believe they're actually going to vote. And if you look at a map, if you look at a map of the United States, county by county, You'll see it's, there's a lot of red there, but you go into those main cities, you go into cities like Los Angeles, Seattle, Portland, Houston, Austin, New York City, Boston, Miami, they're all blue, and that's where most of the population takes place. The Founding Fathers didn't want that. And the reason is because culture is different in a big city, and urban culture is different than a rural culture. So you can't, you can't really make a comparison. The guy who is, um, who is farming wheat typically has a different way of life than the guy who is working at McDonald's for eight hours a day at minimum wage in New York City. They have different opinions. So... Culture is really different, and it does make a difference. And what this does is it kind of levels the playing field. Another area that the Democrats seem to want to change is the voter ID laws. Um, here's the thing. You have to have identification to drive, go to a bar, buy alcohol, buy cigarettes, ride a plane, use banking services, get a hotel room, rent or lease an apartment, Serve in the military, get a job, get a bank account, pay your taxes, buy a gun, buy a car. And that's just a tip of the iceberg. You need ID for basically everything in this day and age. You cannot go day in and day out without an ID. Half the time you need two forms of ID for certain things. I went to go buy a train ticket, a train ticket, which is basically a glorified taxi cab. And I had to have ID to get a train ticket. But Democrats have their way. You don't need an ID to vote. And that doesn't make any sense. In a country where we have a tremendous number of illegal aliens and have already had a bunch of dead people voting, this isn't, this isn't 15, 20 years ago. This is happening now. I'm... A little confused as to why it's hard to understand that 
the people need to know who is voting. And by the way, this is part of the problem with mail-in ballots and ballot harvesting because you never know who's actually voting. This is a huge, big deal. What the Democrats want to do is keep people away from the polls, keep people away from voting booths. This is a bad thing. And I don't know why all of a sudden in the last 10 years, we suddenly needed to change 250 years of U.S. history because of racism or any of that crap. And that brings us to the other thing. It's not racist to require an ID to vote. Blacks have IDs. Hispanics have IDs. Whites have IDs. You need an ID for everything else. There was a, there was a, uh, I don't know who did this, but there was actually a poll taken in the Bronx in New York, which is heavily black. It's, it's a heavily black neighborhood. And they were asked if they had identification. Over 99% said yes. And they actually showed the identification. That's all they need to do. You're voting for Juan Valdez, then you better, your ID better say Juan Valdez. And here's the thing. Every time I voted, and I started voting back in 1986, no, 1988, I had to show my ID. The last time I voted in, well, I didn't have to vote in 2016. I actually voted, um, I voted absentee. But in 2016, 2018, I didn't have to show. But every election before that, I had to show an ID. Whenever people do not go to the polls, we have to worry about a person. I have, we have to worry about that ballot being from a person that is not listed on the ballot. Likewise, we need to know who is actually voting in the voters booth. Just because I have a little thing and it says my name does not mean I am actually who I say I am. You need to prove it. You need to prove it for everything. It's stupid to believe that, hey, um, we don't need to do this because of whatever. Racism? I, I th That's the whole thing. And that's something that I find amazing. Nobody asked the question, that's racist, how? If he's got a California state ID or he's got a state ID, that's all anyone's asking for is a state ID. Why is that racist? Everyone has a state ID. Even black people have state IDs. What's the problem here? So that's kind of interesting. Uh, something that's happening in California, especially. And by the way, I'm from California, so... I'm real passionate about California because everything California does is wrong. And it's automa automatic voter registration. This process automatically registers a person to vote when they renew or get a driver's license or identification card at the DMV. This started in California. I don't know what other states are actually doing this, though there is a kind of a push in Massachusetts and New York. And it was started after California granted illegal immigrants the ability to get driver's licenses. Do you see the problem here? Do you have any doubt where this could go wrong? California promised that the identifications that illegal aliens would get 
would be very different from legal residence. I don't know why that makes any difference because we don't even ask, we're not supposed to ask for ID. But when looking at the forms to fill out to get an ID or a driver's license, one for an illegal alien, one for a U.S. resident, they look identical and they're even kept side by side. They were almost identical and they were easily confused. In fact, two months after the policy was implemented, it was reported that the Department of Motor Vehicles in California had mistakenly registered several thousand illegal aliens to vote. And by the way, when I say registered, you can't see me because this is a podcast. I'm doing the air quotes thing because I don't think it was a mistake. As far as I'm concerned, this is the systemic voter fraud, not like any other tyrannical government such as China, Russia, or Venezuela. You are telling your these people who you're just, the Democrats are assuming will vote Democratic. I, illegal aliens may not vote Democratic. This is the kicker. That's why Democrats need to keep giving people stuff. They need to keep doing it. But there is no guarantee that they will actually vote Democratic because the Democratic Party is abortion, atheism, things of that nature. But the fact is, this is not right. And the, and the other problem is, you can register an illegal alien to vote, but if you don't require an ID, and the IDs are marked stating that they are not legal residents of California, well then how do you ever know what this guy is from? What is this guy is actually doing? Who he is? As far as illegal aliens know, they can just go out and vote. Hey, they, they gave us driver's license, which they probably think we're a bunch of dumbasses for doing in the first place. Why not believe they can vote? They're not even asking me for an ID. There we go. We're in. I'm in. Juan Gomez, or whatever his name is, is sitting back. He's listed in the, in the uh, files because he was registered by the DMV in California. And actually trusting the DMV to do anything is really scary right off the bat because those guys are just, oh my Lord, I can't believe it. But these are some things, that is one thing that just makes, drives me absolutely crazy. Another practice that I absolutely hate is not really a democratic practice. It's both a democratic and a Republican practice. And this is redistricting, redistricting of districts. Um, this typically only affects the state and local elections. It doesn't really affect national elections, but I absolutely can't stand it. California, again, where I'm from, redistricting has had a major impact on what party gets elected. Redistricting is when a certain district is expanded or contracted, changing the political scope of the area. So if you have an area maybe it's 10 square miles, and it is probably 60% Republican and 40% Democrat, some people will actually, and Democrats will do this. I, I'm using that as an example, but Republicans do this too. Uh, Democrats will redistrict that, that district, expanding it by 10 square miles so that you add another 10 to 15% Democrats, and then suddenly that Republican district has turned blue becomes democratic. California has been creeping through traditional, traditionally conservative districts with dis redistricting with great success. 
The dirty little secret is that California is not really a leftist state. Los Angeles and San Francisco hold a majority of the left. Kern County, San Diego County, San Bernardino County, Riverside County, Orange County are very conservative spots in California. But redistricting has really had an impact on Republican districts, especially in Orange County. And now it's beginning to affect San Diego County. This is still cheating. It's cheating in the legal way. But it is cheating. Let's make it that, for example, if... um, I'm trying to think of an example... Vista is a uh, Vista and Oceanside, which are in North County and San Diego, are very liberal. But then, if you sneak into Carlsbad, which is very conservative, and then probably the San Marcos area, well, how about if we redistrict Carlsbad so that Vista and San Marcos are part? uh, Vista and Oceanside are part of this Carlsbad district. Carl, uh, San, um, I'm sorry, I'm confusing. Vista and Oceanside are heavily populated. Carlsbad, not so much. Suddenly you've taken a conservative area, Carlsbad, and made it into a liberal district by adding Vista and Oceanside. This crap is happening all the time. Happens a ton in California. Areas like Riverside and Orange County, Orange County is practically blue now. And that was all done because they would combine high levels of blue districts with lower levels or more moderate levels of red districts, and suddenly the blue took over. New York is also New York also does a lot about uh, a lot of this. Uh, certain areas in Texas, Austin, Houston, they do a lot of redistricting. That's how they ended up being so liberal when in the fact they probably aren't that liberal so redistricting again really cheap really cheap and when i hear that uh, a someone wants to redistrict a certain area i don't care who it is i absolutely can't stand it and i would vote against it every day and twice on sunday finally the last thing i want to talk about is just the changing of general laws that don't really seem to have an impact on voting, but they really do. And the media kind of ignores it. And it's the entire media. Fox News. I don't understand Fox News. Fox News screams, Democrats this, Democrats that, but they never talk about everything. They only talk about the big thing, the big thing that's happening now. Right now it's mail-in ballots. Now they're mentioning ballot harvesting, but they're not talking about redistricting. They're not talking about uh, ending the Electoral College. They're not talking about uh, uh, auto- automat- automatic voter registration. They're not talking about... See, the thing is, this whole thing is changing the entire system step by step by step. That's what Hitler did. Hitler said, we can't change the system. We're just going to make little changes until it's too late to change it back. Until the government has enough control that it can't be changed back. That was Hitler. By the way, that was Marx, too. So, I mean, this is, this is the things that people don't quite understand. We need to see the 
overall changes that are happening. And there are other changes that I think will sway the election the way and change the the representation in federal government. One of them is that in California, they basically killed the primary. Now, what do I mean by that? Let's say you have three Democrats. You have three, it's not Democrats, excuse me. You have three people running for governor. Two are Democrat, one is a Republican. Now, in the old way or the current way in most states, California does not work this way. California works the way I'm going to explain. In the old way, the Democrats would have a primary. So the Democrats would go one, a head-to-head. The winner of that primary would then face the Republican for the general election. They don't do that in California. What they do in California is they run all three candidates, both Democrat and the one Republican, and the two with the most votes will then go into the general election as a runoff. The problem is California is so blue, it's very hard for a Republican to win. So what ends up happening is they choke off the Republican Party. The Democrats end up one and two, like you had with uh, Gavin Newsom. You had it with Jerry Brown. And then Jerry Brown and Gavin Newsom are just going up against another Democrat who they actually promise a position to. And Democrats ended up taking up the uh, governorship. This is happening everywhere. This isn't just happening for the governorship. It's happening in districts. A Republican has no chance in California. It's a crap policy. And I don't even feel like voting because I already know it's crap. And I know my vote's not going to count. Suddenly, it's just, why are we doing this? In the state of California right now, Two cities are determining every election, Los Angeles and San Francisco, which is exactly why we have the Electoral College. And that's why they want to eliminate the Electoral College. Because then Los Angeles and San Francisco determine federal elections. That's scary. Another policy that just drives me nuts, I think it's really, it's really, it's not been something they've been bringing up, is the way the census is working. There is, President Trump this year said, you know what, I think we're going to have the census, but I think we also need to ask for immigration status. Now, now, if you've ever done a census, the census is you just write your information, send it in. Yes, they've got your information. I, I can't remember because I don't fill censuses out anymore. Well, one of the questions that the Democrats have fought tooth and nail to keep out of the census questionnaire is whether or not you are a legal, you are not even legal, you are a United States citizen. They don't want to ask that question. It. I don't think you need to know if they're illegal. I don't even think you need to know if they are a, um, a resident. If they're an immigrant, they shouldn't be answering the census anyway. It shouldn't count. This is a huge big deal because what it does is it changes the um, it changes the climate in Congress. So this year in California we have five 
to 30 million illegal aliens in this country. And those people are going to get us, if they have a home, they're going to get a census form or they're going to be told to fill out the census uh, online. And if those illegals, let's say, let's, let's go in the middle. There are 15 million illegals in California. We don't know. We don't know. Anyone who tells you, well, there are only 5 million in the United States, that's crap. We already know that's not true. There's between probably a good 20 to 40 million illegal aliens in this country. If those illegal aliens in California are allowed to fill in the census and they're counted as citizens, that changes the number of representatives in Congress. So California has, I don't know how many, they got a bunch. I think they got 150 people, congressmen in Congress. It could be raised to 220. This is a huge big deal. The census is a big deal. Now, I've talked to my buddy Dave from the Dave Rule, Dave, and he just doesn't fill out the census because he knows some illegal alien is going to fill out the census. I don't fill out the census either. My dad hasn't filled out census any census. We just don't do it because somebody else who doesn't belong filling out a census is going to fill it. And we're not even going to know where that guy's from. But if everyone filled out a census in California, California would have two to 300 representatives in the house. This is crazy. This is how California takes power. This is how Democrats take power. And because this state is blue, Democrats will take power in the House. This isn't a good thing. As far as I'm concerned, eliminating the question about immigration status in the census is just voter fraud by proxy. So let's talk about Let's go into an overall and what really irritates me about this. And then I, I won't complain about it again until the next bizarre Democratic policy comes up, which should be within the next... You're going to see this all through the elections. But let, let's talk about what I think about that. All of this stuff that we've talked about, all of those rules have come in the last three years. There was talk about them earlier there was just mentioning now they're being taken really seriously. They were eliminating the electoral college became serious when Hillary Clinton lost the uh, mail-in ballots and ballot harvesting, which became basically an in-state matter when it came to like California, maybe New York is now something that's being taken very seriously due to this pandemic redistricting has become has always been there the problems we're looking at right now these are not going away and they're stripping our ability to vote or at least have fair elections i mean yeah i can mail in my ballot but that doesn't mean it's getting to where it's supposed to be getting especially since i'm a registered well i'm registered uh, republican but i'm libertarian for the most part, but we just don't know if this is going to work. There are a lot of people sat back and said, it's a right to vote. It's not. It's a privilege to vote. And maybe I know it's in the Constitution and blah, blah, blah. It's a right. It's listed as a right in the Constitution, but I call it a privilege. Because there are a lot of countries out there 
including Russia, that voting is a right. Iraq, Afghanistan, voting is a right. Venezuela, voting is a right. It's a privilege. And I'm sorry, my convenience does not mean anything. If I want to vote, I can go out there and vote. I can go to my polling site and vote. And that's what I should be doing. I shouldn't be doing it via mail and having some Democrat pick up my damn ballot. That's not good. And I think the news media is, including Fox News, is really terrible at actually making the calls here. Because I think everyone needs to know what is happening to change the next election. It's going to get worse. It's going to get worse. Trump is going to win. Trump is supposed to win this election. The last I checked in the battleground states, Trump is up by 18 points in the battleground states. Trump is gained, went from 9% of the black vote to 28% of the black vote. And as much as Joe Biden likes to sit back and say, well, I've got, you know, 52% of the electorate in the polls. The fact is Trump's approval rating is at 49, 50%. So it's going to be hard for me to believe, okay, something's wrong here. Here's what scares the crap out of me. Biden has no, has no business winning this next election. Especially, you know, it's still early. It's only May. But. When the time comes, when we get to August, and I know the DNC is probably going to try and push back that uh, that uh, Democratic National Convention as far as they can, because they do not want Biden uh, debating Trump. It would be a disaster for Biden. But the reality is he's going to have to debate Trump sooner or later. One way or the other, he's going to have to debate Trump. And Biden's going to get killed. I mean, he gaffed today, for Christ's sake. He just gaffed on Friday. It's Wednesday and he's already gaffed again. And he talks to people maybe 10% of the time. So things are, we need to be careful as citizens. We need to watch. If Joe Biden wins in November, our country is lost. Our, our elections are corrupted. We will never have a free, a free, true election again. Because Joe Biden, there's just no way, according to the battleground states, he should win. There are no way, unlike what Biden says, that he's going to collect as many of black vote as Hillary did or Obama did. Definitely not as many as Obama did. But he won't even collect as many as Hillary did. So, we'll have to see how that's going to work out. And if you have any questions, comments, please leave them at my website or leave them at uh, leave a comment on the podcast or on YouTube. Uh, so you can follow me on Twitter at Run and Fool, R-U-N-N-I-N-F-E-W-L. You can listen to or download this podcast on Apple Podcasts, Podbean, Podcast Addict, and YouTube. Uh, visit my website at www.dumbassestalkingpolitics.com. I do have some links on there. Uh, there is a There are show notes for this podcast. No audio or anything like that, but you may want to read this and think about it. This is Gene, and you've listened to Dumbasses Talking Politics. Ooh.